With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today is August 1st, 2022, and our first story. Fears of World War III erupt as it is confirmed Nancy Pelosi is expected to visit Taiwan. Taiwanese and U.S. officials are confirming this report, and a Chinese state propagandist even warned they would shoot down her plane. It would be an invasion if fighter jets escorted her in. There's a real chance for conflict, and China's posting ominous videos of their military threatening the U.S. In our next story, Joe Biden gets COVID again, and Donald Trump roasts him, saying he's got dementia, not COVID. So let's, uh, talk about Trump's tweet. And in our last story, a transgender cheerleader is under fire after being cited for choking out a 17-year-old female. In a video, young girls can be seen hiding in a locker room, basically telling this person to back off. This is a really crazy video. If you like the show, give us a good review. Leave us five stars. Share the show with your friends. Now, let's get into that first story. It is now officially confirmed Nancy Pelosi is expected to visit Taiwan, according to Taiwanese and U.S. officials. So reports CNN. This is very serious. China has issued some fairly indirect threats, even going as far to say that they could and would shoot down her plane. Now, of course, this wasn't the People's Liberation Army making such a threat or the Chinese Communist Party. It was Chinese state propaganda. A state propaganda said that if she makes these moves, we are within our rights to shoot down her plane and would do so if need be. Of course, many in the media are saying, no, 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 China didn't threaten anything. But you need to understand the nuances that is the Chinese Communist Party. If you're producing media to the country, you are CCP. So it's as close as you're going to get to the to China saying they're going to shoot down a plane without them actually saying they're going to do it. And we'll get into the complexities of this. But now fears of World War Three are trending. Taiwan is preparing for war. They're uh, suspending leave for many soldiers. They're telling everyone to literally prepare for war because China has been actually encroaching on Taiwan quite a bit. And maybe this is why Nancy Pelosi is making this move. Many people are wondering, what's the point? I mean, all it's doing is inflaming tensions with China and potentially pushing us to the brink of World War Three. But maybe the idea is to do the opposite. Nancy Pelosi landing on Taiwanese soil could force China back. China's been sending sand dredgers around the shorelines of Taiwan. They've been flying planes in the Taiwanese defense air zone. Maybe this is U.S. posturing. It's entirely possible. It's pathetic and desperate distracting. One issue could be that the Democrats know with the midterm coming up, they're in serious trouble. This is certainly getting people's minds off of the failing economy and recession, which, of course, the White House and its allies have claimed isn't actually happening. Convenient that the conflict with China and Taiwan 
and, and the United States involvement hasn't been so prominent in the news. But all of a sudden, the report comes out about recession and Nancy Pelosi says, I'm going to go fly to that island despite China making very serious threats. World War Three. Maybe it's all bluster. Maybe it's nothing. As I often point out, we must be careful about being aware of normalcy bias and optimism bias. But it could just be that this is the next step in the escalation with the Taiwanese conflict. The United States, of course, have been trying to build silicon chip plants in the U.S. They talk about it a lot. And the reason is we expect China to try and take Taiwan. This may be the actual reason for Pelosi's visit. I don't want to be jaded and cynical and think literally every action is some deep conspiratorial political play to try and gain them power, though I do think that is often the case. The reality is, if China continues to encroach on Taiwan as Taiwan prepares for war, war may break out. So maybe this doesn't matter. Maybe no matter what Pelosi does, World War III is on the horizon. As we talk about the Strassau generational theory, the fourth turning, one of the theories is that we may get a great world war. Right now, there's war with Russia. Apparently, there's one U.S. expert warning that Putin will fire nukes if some conflict erupts between China and Taiwan. Why? It's the opportunity. And they will take the opportunity if they get it. The same can be said for China. Why would they not try and take Taiwan when the U.S. is distracted in Eastern Europe? Or I should say NATO is. This could drag us into a major conflict. Iran is also threatening to vaporize New York City with nuclear weapons. And the funny thing is, New York actually released a PSA on what to do in the event of a nuclear strike. Ladies and gentlemen, we may be facing down the barrel of World War III, or the media may be hamming everything up to a great degree because it gets clicks. World War III really is trending, but should we really fear it? You know, I can't say for sure. But let's read the news and go through exactly what China is threatening to do and what Taiwan is doing and why Pelosi is doing it. Before we get started, my friends, head over to TimCast.com and become a member to support our work and also get access to our new shows, such as Tales from the Inverted World, the latest episode, The Funeral at the End of the World, Part One, an hour long show, audio visual experience. Shane Cashman going down to Georgia to try and find the lost Confederate gold learning about the history of the Civil War from those who live in the South and have inherited that history. Very fascinating stories, man. One about a guy who was buried standing up with a with a rifle and a bottle of whiskey because he wanted to shoot the devil. It's fun stuff. Not very political, but does have those elements. Check out the show. You'll also get access to Tim Cast Uncensored After Hours, Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m., where we talk with our guests behind, away from the prying eyes of censors. Also, we use Parallel Economy. No longer do we use PayPal. When you support when you support us as a member, you're also supporting Parallel Economy, co-founded by Dan Bongino, because I believe in building that ecosystem that stops the censorship. Don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. CNN reports, U.S. Speaker Nancy Pelosi is expected to visit Taiwan as part of her tour of Asia, according to a senior Taiwanese government official and a U.S. official, despite warnings from the from Biden administration officials who are worried about China's response to such a high profile visit. The stop, the first for a U.S. House speaker in 25 years, is not currently on Pelosi's public itinerary and comes at a time when U.S.-China relations are already at a low point. The Taiwanese official added, 
that she is expected to stay in Taiwan overnight. It is unclear when exactly Pelosi will land in Taipei. The U.S. official added, the Defense Department officials are working around the clock on monitoring any Chinese movements in the region and securing a plan to keep her safe. I will note a U.S. aircraft carrier, I believe the Reagan and a strike group moved into the South China Sea just before Pelosi started her trip. I believe she is currently in Singapore. During a regular foreign ministry briefing Monday, China warned against the egregious political impact of Pelosi's planned visit to the self-governing island that China claims as part of its territory and reiterated that its military won't sit idly by. If Beijing feels its sovereignty and territorial integrity is being threatened, quote, we would like to tell the U.S. once again that China is standing by and the Chinese People's Liberation Army will never sit idly by. China will take resolute responses and strong countermeasures to defend its sovereignty and territorial integrity. Foreign Ministry spokesman Xiao Lijian told Lijian, probably pronouncing it wrong, told reporters, when asked about the fallout from Pelosi leading a congressional delegation to Taipei. As for what measures, if she dares to go, then let's wait and see, Xiao added. Though China's military did not mention Taiwan, the People's Liberation Army's Eastern Theater Command said it would bury incoming enemies in a video posted online Monday showing off its weaponry and fighting tactics. Quote, Firmly stand by and ready for the fighting command. Bury all incoming enemies. A message posted on Weibo said National Security Council coordinator for strategic communications John Kirby said Monday that the Biden administration will support Pelosi on a trip to Taiwan. Quote, we want to make sure that when she travels overseas, she can do so safely and securely. And we're going to make sure that make sure of that. There is no reason for the Chinese rhetoric. There is no reason for any actions to be taken. It is not uncommon for congressional leaders to travel to Taiwan, Kirby told CNN, Brianna Keller on New Day. Except, of course, the last time this has happened, I think, was in the 90s with Newt Gingrich. That's what I read in a previous article. Perhaps it's not true. Or I should say it's the highest ranking member. That's probably what it is. The highest ranking U.S. official speaker of the House since Newt Gingrich. Perhaps there have been others who have traveled there. Asked if the U.S. was prepared for fallout. With China over the visit, Kirby said there is no change to our policy, no change to our focus on trying to keep a free and safe and open Indo-Pacific. The issue of Taiwan remains one of the most contentious. President Joe Biden and his Chinese counterpart Xi Jinping discussed it at length in a two hour and 17 minute phone call on Thursday as tensions mounted between Washington and Beijing. And on that phone call, I will just add, Xi Jinping issued a threat. Play with fire and you will get burned. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How? Serious question, Mr. Chairman. How will the U.S. get burned? Are you threatening us? I think the answer is obvious. Yes. Because who is going to burn us? Certainly Taiwan is not going to. No, I think China's made it clear. Take a look at this story from Insider. In a banned tweet, a top state media commentator reportedly said China could forcibly dispel Pelosi's plane and shoot it down. 
if it flies to Taiwan. Yeah, right. Now, as I often mention, normalcy bias and op- optimism bias, we just think it's impossible and it will never happen. And that's when they get you. Maybe. Maybe they won't do it. Maybe they will do it. I would have to say, I believe it is extremely unlikely that any harm befalls Nancy Pelosi. I will also add, I think the move from Pelosi is questionable. I'd love to see a legitimate reason for this inadvertent or advertent provocation, but I certainly respect it. I do. I, I, I mean it. Look, I do not like Nancy Pelosi, but her traveling to Taiwan amid these threats for, for whatever the reasons we can say it's a good idea, it's a bad idea. We can say she's a bad person. Maybe you like her and think she's a good person. I find that hard to believe. But there's a certain level of bravery in going into the fray like this. Insider reports. A leading propagandist for the Chinese government warned that China's military could attack the plane carrying House Speaker Nancy Pelosi if it's escorted by U.S. fighter planes on a much speculated stopover in Taiwan in our upcoming visit to Asia. Pelosi departed on Friday for a tour that could include a controversial stop in Taiwan, the self-governed island democracy, at the heart of rising tensions between Beijing and Washington. In a now-banned tweet, Hu Shijin, a commentator with the Chinese state-owned Global Times, wrote, quote, If U.S. fighter jets escort Pelosi's plane into Taiwan, it is an invasion. The People's Liberation Army has the right to forcibly dispel Pelosi's plane and the U.S. fighter jets, including firing warning shots and making tactical movement of obstruction. If ineffective, then shoot them down, who added, per the New York Post. The Guardian dubbed Hu China's troll king and its most famous propagandist in a 2021 profile, who was formerly the editor in chief and party secretary of the Global Times, where, quote, he helped establish a chest thumping new tone for China on the world stage. Pelosi's aides have not yet confirmed if the speaker's trip will include a visit to Taiwan. However, as we do have now, this story was published by Insider. I believe they don't have the do they not have the date up here on this article? Okay, so there's no date. We do know that we are getting from CNN confirmation, according to U.S. officials and Taiwanese officials, it's happening. Now, Taiwan is preparing for war. Take a look at this story from The Sun. World War III, I'm sorry, this is from the Daily Star. I was wrong. It's not The Sun, the Daily Star. World War III fears grow as Taiwan prepares for war with China and puts army on high alert. I do want to mention, however, Newsweek is countering the claim I think nuance and context are very important in these circumstances. In a story from Newsweek, they write, no, China didn't threaten to shoot down Pelosi's plane over Taiwan visit. I'm going to pause right there and say, technically right. Contextually, I disagree. And and this this is the big challenge we face in the United States when you have two different outlets telling you two different things. While it is true, China did not threaten to shoot down Pelosi's plane. It was a Chinese state propagandist, effectively an official for the Chinese government who did. So let's stop playing games. We know how the CCP works. When a Chinese state propagandist says we will forcibly shoot them down if they will not be obstructed. Yeah, they're threatening to shoot the plane down. But this is what Newsweek is trying to claim. Well, it wasn't the PLA that said it or a foreign minister. It was just the Global Times. Okay. A strongly worded Friday tweet from a Chinese Communist Party linked tabloid. All right. The question remains, 
Do you think Chinese state propagandists get their marching orders from the government? And if you do, then China did threaten this. And if you don't, then you don't think they did. But let's be real. You think that China allows non-narrative commentary, especially this inflammatory? Spare me. Even in the U.S., we have regime party politics and media. I really doubt. Now, you can say, to be fair, in the United States, we don't go as far as, you know, CNN is the government. They certainly pony up to it. They certainly have former government officials who come and comment on certain news stories. There's a big difference. While we may be concerned about the likes of, what was it, uh, Operation Mockingbird, I think it was, when CIA agents were infiltrating media, it may be the case. It still is relatively different. All of the media in China is funneled through the lens of the CCP. Now, it may be fair to say that a great deal of U.S. media is funneled through the CIA. But I think the fact that you're watching this video right now suggests it's not nearly as bad as it is in China. As much as the conspiracy theorists would love to believe it, no, I am not government funded in any way and am fairly uh, basically just a dude complaining into a camera on the Internet. Uh, that's the reality of life. And um, I, I say that somewhat facetiously, but it, it's, it's actually fairly awesome. The difference between the United States, what makes it great versus China. In China, there are personalities that do speak freely. Yeah, but um, bad opinions are removed to a great degree. Now, I can already hear people saying, but Tim, the same thing happens in the U.S. Big tech in collusion with some of these government actors remove people. Yes, I know. That's why I'm saying there are there, there are similarities. We don't like that. But my channel still exists. There's still rumble. There are still ways for people to speak up. Gab still exists. You, could you imagine someone running a Gab-like website in China? You get the gulag, man. Yeah, that ain't going to play. The Daily Mail reports Chinese army releases video of military launching missile strikes and attacks and another warning to Nancy Pelosi as Taiwan cancels leave for, for soldiers to prepare for her trip tomorrow night. Which brings me to some humor. And then we'll talk about World War Three. In one tweet, Someone posted a video of it's a it's a remote control airplane shaped like a witch on a broomstick. Nancy on her way to provoke World War Three. Sorry, I had to give a shout out. It's got a ton of retweets. I saw it. It's really funny. And then we have this tweet. Let's hope this old drunk doesn't start World War Four, because if you haven't noticed that last couple of years, we've been in World War Three. Duh. China released this video when they knew for sure she was still going. This video shows a lot. I'm going to lower the volume and just play a little bit. Taiwan trending, of course. 273,000 tweets. The big story. The fear. World War Three. Hey, the video from China is fairly impressive. The best of the best soldiers running, spreading out. Intense music. Air raid sirens. Fighter jets. I got to say, man. There's a lot of people who say, Tim, China is a paper tiger. Yeah, well, for the longest time, we've known that China has the largest standing ground army. Do you know that North Korea also has a massive ground army? Because I'll tell you this, they may not have the same amount of carriers we have. They may not have the same naval or air combat power that we have, but they got a whole lot of people. And if they pull a Zap brand again, it'll be tough. Sending wave after wave of their own men into the battlefront. If war takes place, in an ocean front, ocean theater. 
I think the U.S. decisively wins. If the battle takes place in, in the air, the U.S. is going to devastate China. But China does have capabilities and they have a lot of people. We will see how such a combat would play out, should it. And we hope it certainly does not. They got a lot of people. Anybody who's played any of these tactical games like uh, Warcraft or Command and Conquer, you know, you, you know, the tactic. A lot of people, they miss this in these video games. You have uh, let's talk about Command and Conquer. You mine something called Tiberium. Um, you know what? Command and Conquer is probably too complicated. You know, it's, you know, it's not Warcraft. In Warcraft, you chop wood and you mine for gold and you use gold to pay people and you use the wood to build stuff. Hey, there you go. In the early Warcraft, the point is you can choose to upgrade your upgrade your barracks and develop stronger weapons and get archers and things like that. But you know what wins in that game? Mass producing ground grunts, soldiers, knights, run of the mill, basic dudes with swords. That's Warcraft strategy. Not in every scenario because some of specific parameters, but you just keep sending them until you just completely overrun your opponent. That was a strategy that worked basically across the board. Oh, you can spend all day and night trying to get tanks or whatever. But I'll tell you this. China has uniformity and they have authoritarian control over their country. That combined with a massive standing army is a force to be reckoned with. And as I'll say, anybody who thinks ah, China ain't nothing, you should really read Sun Tzu. Never underestimate your enemies, your opponents, your rivals. The Star reports, the simmering tension between, between Taiwan and China could be about to boil over, sparking fears it could trigger World War III. Taiwanese National Defense Ministry has reportedly canceled some officers and soldiers leave and mobilized air defense forces to prepare for war. In the latest development in a saga that has been threatening to escalate for months, Taiwan has also been holding its largest ever military drills, which simulate the repulsion of an invading force as China's main ally, Russia, attempts to take Ukraine. I, I think that's a bit bold to say China's main ally, Russia, to be honest. They've been at odds with each other. Last week, cities across Taiwan shut down for 30 minutes for a nationwide military drill with police bungling people into shelters and citizens running with their hands on their heads. That came as China last week made a bona fide threat to Taiwan, saying if U.S. House of Representatives Speaker Nancy Pelosi visited the country, which wants to keep its independence from China, they would have to react. Take a look at this, man. They're gearing up. Things could get bad. We have this story from CNN. Nancy Pelosi kicks off high profile Asia trip with Singapore visit. Well, that's OK. Singapore is a crazy authoritarian country, in my opinion, but um, it's beautiful, man. When I went to Singapore, we went to this casino and they had this like VIP section. It's crazy stuff like VIP only the casinos. It was it was good fun. It was good fun down there. But uh, no gum. Gum's forbidden. You can get arrested or cited for not flushing toilets. Really creepy stuff. Apparently in Singapore, if like you use toilet and don't flush, someone will actually go in and check when you leave and be like, aha. And there's this culture of ratting each other out because you're being ungracious or dishonorable. If you eat at a fast food restaurant, like leave your wrappers, they go, aha, and they'll, re they'll report you. It's like cancel culture on crack. And I say on crack, not steroids, because it's out of its mind. CNN reports, win hearts and minds in Taiwan and Hong Kong. Chinese leader Xi urges Communist Party. That's the name of the game, my friends. The name of the game, propaganda. 
manipulation. I think this is the goal of fifth generational warfare, and it's what we're seeing. And it's why in that previous tweet, someone said we've been in World War Three. If it gets to hot conflict, it's still just World War Three, my dude. But it's fair to say that we're in it. China, they're using different tactics to win. But if this is World War Three, then maybe the reality is war never ends. We are always in a conflict and there's always manipulation games. So maybe we should just stick to fifth generational warfare involves cyber attacks and propaganda, which we've been seeing. I don't think you'll ever go another day in the world without this conflict. When a creepy weirdo is scoping out your building, maybe it's like a nuclear power plant. You see him and you're like, what are you doing, creepy weirdo? And then you try and figure out if you're being spied on. Someone's trying to break in and steal critical infrastructure. If someone does break in, they're typically going in a way as like an employee disguised. But it's hard for them to do when the person who shows up is literally, you know, a Chinese citizen. And we're like, yeah, we got to vet you because we're concerned about ties to the CCP with cyber attacks. It's much more easy. It's much easier to mask yourself and appear like any other IP from any country and infiltrate these systems without anyone knowing. In which case, in a true fifth generational third world war, you will see food factories bursting into flames, warehouses bursting into flames, oil refineries exploding, power plants shutting down, blackouts, internet outages. Hmm. Hey, wait a minute. Those things have happened. Now, it's hard to know if any of these things are actually war or if it's just sometimes these things happen. No idea. And that's the danger of fifth generational warfare. You will never see it coming. Unless it breaks down back into what we call third generational warfare with uh, massive nukes raining hellfire on cities. Express.co.uk warns. World War Three as Putin to, quote, launch nukes. If China invades key area, if China invaded a key area of Russia, which is, which is why I said the idea that uh, China and Russia are, are key allies, World War Three has been mapped out by a U.S. military expert who told Express.co.uk that Vladimir Putin would launch the nukes if China invaded key areas of Russia. They say Putin's nuclear threats have continued in recent weeks as he claimed the Kremlin would deploy its newest nuclear capable intercontinental ballistic missile able to reach Britain in three minutes by the end of 2022. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Against the backdrop of Russia's threats, U.S. military experts have analyzed how the nuclear arsenals of the world superpowers stack up and reveal the circumstances in which Putin would launch the nukes. Dr. John Callahan is a former diplomat and State Department spokesman who now works as a military advisor and a dean at New England College in the U.S. So, I'm, I, I can't remember exactly what I said in the, in the, earlier in the segment. So let me just issue a clarification, correction, editorial statement. I believe I, I accidentally or incorrectly is a better way to put it, said that they would fire the nukes if uh, China invaded Taiwan. The issue is that they would launch if threatened from China, because I suppose the idea is Russia said if their if their sovereign borders are threatened, um, if if they're uh, if Russia's continued existence was threatened. So clarification, 
correction on that regard. We also have this from Iran. We have Iran vows to build nukes if provoked, turn New York into hellish ruins. Ah, what a day. What a day. August 1st. Two telegram channels with ties to the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps posted a two minute video Saturday that vowed to quickly start building nuclear bombs if the U.S. or Zionist regime make any stupid mistakes, according to Iran International, a London based news outlet. The video claims secret underground facilities in Fordow near Qom are close to working to turn the Islamic Republic into a nuclear power. Quote, the nuclear facilities of Fordow have been built deep under the mountains of Iran and are protected against trench busting bombs, even nuclear explosion. The video reportedly states all infrastructures required for nuclear breakout have been prepared for it. OK, look, man, maybe it's all bluster. Iran saying this stuff is only going to get the U.S. to put more sanction on it and not let them build. Plus, I don't know if you guys remember Stuxnet, a worm which blew up Iranian nuclear centrifuges. While this may be bluster, it may be a big distraction. The reality is Nancy Pelosi is expected to go to Taiwan. And that does not does not sound good for the world. China is not going to just sit idly by. That's reality. But what can they really do? Now, I wonder, I don't think China would shoot down Pelosi's plane because we're in a new era of warfare. But would China deploy hackers? Rogue actors secretly financed by China to blow up critical infrastructure in the U.S. through cyber warfare means. Now, that I think is entirely possible. NPR reports New York put out a PSA in case of a nuclear attack, leaving many residents confused. Uh, yes, why would you be confused? New York put out a PSA telling you what to do if a nuclear bomb drops. For most people, you're going to die if a nuclear bomb drops on Manhattan. The latest weapon from Russia, I think it's like a 50 megaton capability, multiple independently targeted re-entry vehicle drops numerous warheads. And that would be, well, let's just call it raining hellfire on New York and they know where you're going to hide. I believe almost I believe all of Manhattan is in the fireball radius. Well, OK, no, no, no. The thermal radiation rate, the fireball radius is like river to river of Manhattan, like wiping out the financial district. Most people in the outlying area, you're in the uh, thermal radiation where you basically get vaporized by heat. Yeah, not a fun thing to consider. Will we get to this point is the real question. I don't know if New York just had the budget and said, just, I don't know, make a nuke PSA. We got the money for it. Got to spend it somewhere. If you don't spend it, they take it away. Or maybe they're saying, how can we inform people of the best practices in the event of a nuclear strike? How do we tell them to get ready? I mean, when you come out and tell someone, here's how you survive a nuke, you're basically saying we think there's a possibility there that a nuke could hit New York. New York actually has fallout shelters all over the place. I mean, the Cold War was, was, was crazy days. I was uh, a baby and a toddler during the Cold War. Um, uh, a toddler, uh, I was a small child around the end of it. What was I, like six? I think I was six years old when the Soviet Union fell. So I don't remember any of this stuff. Uh, I know some people who were born in, in the Soviet Union and Soviet satellite states when it all fell apart. It's crazy days. But for people who lived through it, I mean, the nuclear threat was legitimate. In New York, when you walk around, you might notice periodically there are signs on buildings saying fallout shelter. Maybe New York shouldn't just be issuing PSAs, but they should be 
telling people, reactivating the fallout shelters, places where you can go underground in the event of a nuclear strike. In Kiev, the subway stations are so insanely deep underground, it takes like 10 or 15 minutes to get down. No, seriously, you're on the escalator you're like, this is a long escalator. The reason is transport is critical infrastructure. And they wanted to make sure during the Soviet, uh, the Soviet Union, wanted to make sure that in the event of nuclear war, they would not have their ability to travel interrupted and transport goods even. So they built them so deep underground, they would withstand a nuclear blast. I can only imagine what it would be like being underground in a train station and then hearing a nuclear detonation above ground. It would shock you and rock you to your core. As for those in New York City, good luck. In the event that a nuke is fired, y'all are just in serious trouble. I don't think it'll actually happen, to be honest. I know I talk about biases all the time, but I just don't see it because despite what everyone's saying, despite what China may threaten, Nancy Pelosi showing up is not the biggest threat to them. And there's money to be made. Now, China's having a financial crisis. People can't withdraw money from their banks. There's a food shortage coming. Desperation. Well, the desperation may breed conflict. When people can't eat, when people can't pay the bills, yeah, things get bad. And China will say at a certain point, I would rather struggle to survive than lay down and die. Very few people have that within them. You know, when someone is when someone is facing certain doom, they resist, they fight back because you have to. Some people, though, every so often will just lay down and give up. I don't see any country today doing that. I don't. I don't see the U.S. doing it. I don't see Iran doing it, North Korea or China. If China is disrupted by a global financial crisis and a food shortage, they're just going to say, well, we got some nukes. We'll use them to take what we can. The harvest is supposed to be coming soon, the fall harvest. We are, um, summer days are ending. And when you drive around in the rural areas of this great nation, you'll see the corn and the wheat, the other crops growing. Tall. Man, I drive around out here, I see all the corn. It's crazy. So tall. But they're saying that the harvest this time around is going to be substantially lower than it's supposed to be because of fertilizer shortages. Ukraine and Russia are barely shipping wheat. So people are going to be hungry and hungry people are desperate people. And they're not just going to roll over and die. So war is a real possibility. Don't be blinded by bias. As for Nancy Pelosi, well, I can respect going there. I don't know if, the, if, if it's worth it. Maybe it's just one big distraction. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast. IRL. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. So, of course, the big news is that Joe Biden has COVID again, will restart isolation despite no new symptoms. And it's just a really weird news cycle, I guess. Joe Biden, I thought he's got like four shots. Isn't he? Isn't he? He's got two doses and double boosted. I thought so. I, I whatever. I don't know. So I don't know exactly why he got COVID twice, but uh, we'll read this story to get the full context. After, of course, a message from the former president. Real Donald Trump on Truth Social. That's right. The former president truthed about Joe Biden's illness. That's what it's called. Truthing, like tweeting, but, you know, on Truth Social. 
And Donald Trump says, Joe Biden's second bout of COVID, sometimes referred to as the China virus, was sadly misdiagnosed by his doctors. He instead has dementia, but is happily recovering well. Joe is thinking of moving part time to one of those beautiful Wisconsin nursing homes where almost 100 percent of the residents miraculously and for the first time in history had the strength and energy to vote, even if those votes were cast illegally. Get well soon, Joe. I don't know what he is uh, trying to refer to. I mean, obviously, he is once again talking about the 2020 election and it is really, really I'm sorry. I'm just I'm so annoyed by this. Yo. Can we talk about Joe Biden having dementia? We had Ned Ryan on the show last week, and he said the president needs to lead. He needs to say, here's how good things were. This is what we can have again. Instead, he just won't shut up. Sorry, it is so annoying when he just keeps screaming about illegal votes or whatever, in which I, I don't even think he's correct or, or knows a whole lot about. Now, granted, I understand there is... There are questions pertaining to it with uh, the release of 2000 Mules, which you should check out. And my, my issue is just like, OK, dude, fine, fine, fine. But you are not winning anybody over with this. Anyway, that aside, he's right about Joe having dementia, but he said he's happily recovering well. Come on, Mr. President. Joe Biden's not recovering well. He's getting worse. Everything about Joe Biden is getting worse. If you want to make a joke about having dementia or just say he has dementia, okay, I can respect that because, well, I agree. Something's wrong with Biden's brain, hands down. I think they got that guy on so many uppers. As an aside, though, well, I can appreciate the snark. And I know a lot of people just want someone to speak up and, and, and say it to call out Joe Biden, someone prominent. And Donald Trump is that person. I can respect it. I'm just really, really sick of the obsession with 2020 because like, yo, I believe the reason the Democrats got the Senate 50-50, but the tiebreaker vote is because Trump kept claiming that the election was rigged. And so people said, OK, fine, I'm not going to go vote. And then there was a marked turndown in turnout only like a month or two after the general election. That should not have happened. But anyway, ah, I just I am so. It's annoying that every single conversation has to be about this. At a certain point, you want to be like, bro, move the conversation forward. But I'll tell you, fine. If Trump wins in 2024, if Republicans win in November, maybe they'll do something. But I will add this. If this is what you're campaigning on, you're going to lose. Sorry. You know, I tweeted it and, and, and this one really, you know what? It is really annoying and frustrating for me. I'm sorry. It just is. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful or anything, but please hear me out. I tweeted out, there are many people on the right that instead of accepting Democrats are improving in the polling, they're saying things like uh, it's, it's fraud or the pollsters are lying. And I'm like, who cares? That should never be your state of mind. You should always believe you are an inch from defeat. The person who wins is the person who fights like they're, they're, they, they, they have every, every obstacle in front of them. The, 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 the rabbit in the, uh, the tortoise and the hare. The hare is like, I'm fine, man. I can't lose. Look at that slow tortoise. And he takes a nap. And then the tortoise wins. That's the way I'm like, 
Donald Trump needs to be coming out with a strong statement that Joe Biden has COVID now twice, that he has dementia. This is not a man who can lead. And then he should say, during my term as president, we brought you record low gas prices. Well, I shouldn't say that record low is hard to do because of inflation, but very low gas prices. We brought you a great economy, record low unemployment. That's what he needs to be saying. Instead, he's just harping on nursing homes, an esoteric subject that most people are going to be like, I don't know what that means. Take the opportunity, Mr. President. Well, here's the story. CNBC reports President Joe Biden on Saturday tested positive for COVID-19 once again after consecutive days of testing negative for the virus. Biden, 79, is experiencing no new symptoms and continues to feel quite well. But he will nevertheless reinitiate strict isolation procedures. Biden, who is fully vaccinated and has received two booster shots of the Pfizer BioNTech vaccine, tweeted, "Okay, so so, yeah, he's double boosted. He's he's got four shots tweeted Saturday afternoon that he was asymptomatic, but would isolate for the safety of everyone around me. I'm still at work and will be back on the road soon, the president said. All right. So, Mr. President, Mr. Donald Trump, I get it. When I heard that he got COVID again, I was like, what? That's crazy. He says it happens. You know, Biden's like, it happens to some people. Some people get this. Yeah, but bro, you've got four vaccines and Paxlovid. I'm just I'm I'm wondering what's going on. Now, I know you got a lot of people on the right talking about those vaccines, giving their opinions on them. I get it. At this point, I would say I, th- I think we need an inquiry. Dr. Deborah Burks came out and said that we overplayed the vaccines. She said that I posted the quote on Instagram. Yo, I think we're going to need an inquiry into this. The vax mandates need to be, in my opinion, for a variety of reasons, just absolutely removed in every respect. There's still a vax mandate to enter the United States for for non-citizens. I just got to say, man, we need an inquiry into this, simply put. But as for what Donald Trump had to say, I want to show you this video. I want to show you this video in this article. Fact check. Was Joe Biden deepfake used in video attacking Donald Trump? It was a video that went viral. And uh, it shows a wide eyed Joe Biden not blinking and talking for like 35 seconds. There's also other clips where it like jump cuts every, you know, sentence. So Joe Biden will be like, you know, the police jump cut. They did a good job with this, you know, helping and crime jump cut. Now, a lot of people are saying it's a deep fake. Okay. no, I don't think it is. And I don't think we need this kind of uh I guess, I don't know if it's a conspiracy theory, but the reality is worse than the conspiracy. You see, when Donald Trump comes out and says his man has dementia, I don't think he's wrong. And then when you take a story like this, Trump should have posted this video and said, please, please, American people, watch this video. Now, here's what really annoys me. My good friend, George Alexopoulos, and this I actually mean, normally it's, it's, it's a bit facetious, but normally George is fantastic. I'm a huge fan. He says, my eyes can detect the uncanny valley instantly. This is 100% deep fake technology. They pasted Biden's face on an actor. I'd bet my career on it. Now, I don't know if George is being is joking or whatever, but this is a defense of Joe Biden. I'm sorry, I'm going to say it. 
claiming they are deep faking this video is defending the man because the reality is much worse. Newsweek did a fact check. Is it a deep fake video? Well, let's be real. Yeah, it could be. Whatever. It's like, how do you know for sure? Let me play the clip. Five times August tweeted, here's the two videos back and forth. Pay attention to his physical appearance and his voice. Again, both supposedly from today, but only a few hours apart. What the hell is happening here? Here's the video. Uh, Twitter makes you open up Twitter. Here you go. As we fight inflation, you can't be pro-insurrection and pro-cop. Bringing down gas prices is a big part of the job. You can't be pro-insurrection and pro-democracy. You can't be pro-insurrection and pro-American. And here's the good news. Gas prices have dropped every day this summer. That's more than 40 days in a row. Donald Trump lacked the courage to act. The videos are very different. And people are claiming that it was a deep fake. I think there might be a side-by-side uh, somewhere uh, down here. I'm not sure. All right, let me tell you something. There you go. Here's a side-by-side. Five times August says... Two videos posted within a couple hours of each other. I mean, you tell me what's going on here. For those that are just listening, on the left, Biden's eyes are wide open and he doesn't blink for like 35 seconds. On the right, his eyes are squinty and he struggles to breathe. Have you noticed that when he talks, he's like, the people, they gave their statement. It's like, geez, man, you know, you can talk about this guy having dementia, but it's even worse than that. Yo. It's not a deep fake. It might be. Probably not. I say it might be because I don't know. I'm not a forensic filmologist, videographer, whatever. The issue is two things. One, they're clearly shot with different cameras. The lighting is clearly different in, in the room. This makes Biden look different. Here's one thing I want to say. Take a look at his hair. All right. Let me, let me, let me show you this. All right. Let me see if uh, we can pull up this, this clip again. It looks like his hair actually goes in the other direction, right? So in this video, this is, the, this, is, this is the only thing I would say that I find to be weird. Actually, it's better here. His hair uh, on the left video where his eyes are wide open, his hair appears to go to the right. In the other video, his hair appears to go to the left. That to me, strange. Could just be grainy video though, but you can clearly see the hair is going a different way. Maybe they brushed his hair in a different direction. And that's what brings me to the actual theory. I think a deep fake would be stupid. The other thing is when you actually watch the video, there's tons of jump cuts. Why? Because Biden is struggling here. The reality of the video being Biden is worse than claiming it's a deep fake. Why claim it's a deep fake? Look, even if it is a deep fake, you're better off just saying it's actually Biden because there's a jump cut every sentence. There, it, the same is true for the video on the right to a certain degree, but the video on the right, it, it's like Biden in a lower light and he's talking and all that stuff. He's probably squinting here because they've got the light, the light in the camera blasting in his face. The reality is these videos are probably recorded at different times with different equipment. That's it. Joe Biden, in my opinion, was probably on uppers. Seriously. His eyes are wide open and he's not blinking because they probably gave him drugs. That makes way more sense than they're making deep fakes of Joe Biden. Now, it's again, it's possible. But I don't want to play that game because that game is weird. All right. Here's the other thing. The full video of when Biden's eyes are all wide. Here it is. And in high definition, let me see if I can I can up this uh, to 1080. You can see Biden's hair actually does go the other direction. 
All right. What this says to me in this video on the right where he's squinting and blinking, his hair is is brushed, I guess, from your perspective, it's, it's, it's heading towards your left. And the other video is heading towards the right. Indicative of separate video shoots. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, maybe some people might say that that shows deep fake or whatever, but that's not the logical conclusion here. The video is 11 minutes and 15 seconds long. You can watch the full thing. There are a lot of jump cuts. But it ain't a deep fake. It's high definition. And he's squinting here and he does blink. I think the videos recorded was a pre-record and held. They do this with Joe Biden because he, he probably struggles to live. He probably has days where he can't get up and he's lying in bed. And he's like, Burr. and they're like, Mr. President, we need you for the show. He's like, I can't get up, man. I'm too old. I can't. Where am I? Uh, he probably has dementia. Let me tell you guys the sad reality of dementia. People have good days. They have bad days. You know what that means? As anybody who knows somebody with Alzheimer's or dementia or, or a mental co- cognitive decline, you know that there are good days and bad days. But some days you might, you know, for, for people with early onset Alzheimer's and, and dementia, they'll be able to talk to you. And it's really sad when you see people and they're talking and then they have a bout of dementia and then they come back to it and they're like, what just happened? What was I saying? And it's like, You were saying, talking about the grapefruits falling from the sky or, you know, whatever weird nonsense. You thought Trump was here in the room with you. It's sad stuff. So what do they do? When Biden's having a good day, they probably film as much as they can. So when they want to put out a video, they can. And they can make it seem like it was a current video. There was a photo a while ago that was supposedly Joe Biden. I think it was Biden. He was like meeting with world leaders via like uh, telus, you know, telemeetings or whatever. And daylight savings time, I think, was like the, the clock was off as per daylight. Savings. I'm not sure if it was like an hour ahead or an hour back or whatever. And people pointed out and they're like, hey, wait a minute. This is this clock is daylight savings time. This photo is from when Joe Biden was at the, the, the you know, the, the um, which, which which base is it? Uh, he was at some base. They were like, this is an old photo. If this dude is suffering from dementia, like Trump says, and I think Trump is right. I think we have evidence of dementia, not deep fake. I'm not saying definitive proof he has dementia. I would say most people think he does. And then I would say the fact that they use pre-records and that his behavior and his clothing change, I think says something. It's not just his hair. His tie is different. His tie is going the other direction. That's so weird. Look, his tie has stripes going from the top left to the bottom right. In the other image, his tie has stripes going from the top right to the bottom left. His hair is also going the other direction. It's like bizarro Biden. Simple. They look, it would make no sense if they made him. Well, unless he pooped his pants or something, but it would make no sense that Joe Biden gets his hair slicked, puts on a suit, records a video, then goes, slicks his hair the other way, puts a suit on, records another video. What does make sense is they're pre-recording talking points that are generic enough and then releasing them on the days they need to. 
when Joe Biden has a good day, they film as much as they can. That's what I think. I think his brain is broken. Otherwise, tell me this. What do you think the simple solution is? A lot of people think it's a deep fake. I think that's a complicated solution. The people on the left would just be like, no, no, Joe Biden changed his clothes for some reason. I'm like, that's not a simple solution unless you want to argue he crapped his pants, but didn't need to change his tie for that. I mean, I, I guess he changed the suit because you want it to match, but you can't even see his pants. So look, I think Trump is right when he says that Joe Biden has dementia. I think that's reality here. But I think people are super susceptible to, uh, I think people are completely susceptible to manipulation. Let me show you this. New York Times columnist and Nobel Prize winning economist Paul Krugman is mocked for insisting to CNN that America isn't in a recession and that the term doesn't matter. These people live in a deranged world. You know, look, I'm not a fan of people claiming like, oh, it's a deep fake. There, there will come a time when they deep fake. And fair point, if Biden does have dementia, then they may need to deep fake him. But I don't think so. If you're going to do a deep fake, what you really want is, I, I believe you want, um, no, no, you might want grainy footage. Actually, actually, I could be wrong about this. So I, I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure. I, I had a friend who works in, in computer graphics stuff, CGI. And I think he said high definition video is easier to manipulate than low definition because low definition, it's hard to mask the graininess that naturally comes with it. I could be wrong. You know, you'd think you'd think it would be harder to do uh, higher definition stuff. But I think that's what he told me. I could be wrong, though. I could be wrong. So I don't know. I don't I don't think we're at that point where you're going to be seeing this deep fake stuff. But the, the, the harsh reality, I suppose, is that if the government, the U.S. government does have deep fake technology, it's going to be substantially better than anything we've seen so far. And we've seen some good stuff. If they were going to deep fake him, they wouldn't need so many jump cuts. They he, he would be able to blink. You know what I mean? Like, that's the other thing people are saying. He's not blinking. It's like if they deep faked him, they'd make him blink, you know? And in these um, in, in the full video, you can watch he squints a bit. He's there, dude. It's just sad. The reality of the video is worse. The reality of the video is that the dude is probably got a broken brain. And the reason I bring up the Paul Krugman story is that you've got people who are marching in lockstep with a man who clearly has some kind of cognitive deficiency. Krugman, these, man, it is, it is shockingly insane. Bro, just come out and say it. I don't understand. Nobody likes Biden. Democrats don't want Biden. His approval rating is in the gutter. 75% of Democrats want someone else to run. You don't need to defend the man. Now is the time to come out and be like, we agree with you, American people. Something's wrong and it's time for change. Vote for, I guess, I don't know who they have to vote for. It's a crazy reality, I got to say. It's, it's like something broke in reality. Maybe, um, you know, I was thinking about it. A lot of people say we live in hell. You know, like the reality is that earth was hell the whole time. And I'm like, that's stupid. I was like, what if, what if we're living in heaven? You know, or what if it's just different for different people and your experience in life is whether you make it heaven or hell? Because I think about it and I'm like, humans need conflict. They need something to strive against to give them positive feelings in order for, the, for, to be, for there to be positive feelings. There have to be negative feelings. And, I'm, and I've often said to myself, the universe is perfect. It absolutely is. And I've had a lot of people argue with me that it's not. And I'm like, you're wrong. If the universe was imperfect, you would see faults in our physical reality. But we've not seen it. 
I mean, I suppose you can maybe say like miracles or whatever, but those miracles are supposed to be intentional. No fault would be like, uh, you know, a tree glitching out of existence. We can look at the games and the simulated worlds we make and see the faults in them. I see the universe as being perfect. And I'm like, what if, what if this place, it's just heaven or hell. It's what you make of it, right? So when I think about these problems, the reason I bring this up, when I think about the recession, when I think about Joe Biden, the, the, the insanity and, every, and, and what the world is, it's like, you can choose. You know, some people suffer, but there was this old study I was reading a long time ago that said a lottery winner one year after winning and a paraplegic one year after the accident register the same levels of happiness. And that really does say a lot. I think we should focus on ourselves. I think we should do away. If, if you experience, I'll tell you what, the seven deadly sins, you know, consider those and, and, and consider if those are the things that make you unhappy. Gluttony. So you're overweight. Maybe you're unattractive. Gluttony is a problem. Pride. Pride comes before the fall. Pride is typically associated with, with a positive thing, but I think in this context, it really just means like arrogance, lust. All of these things are really interesting. These vices, they don't, they don't uh, lend themselves to a happy and healthy existence. And so perhaps there is a way through self-control. You look at all this stuff and just say, you know what, man, it is what it is. What, what I mean, what, I guess what I'm trying to say is as bad as these things are, this conflict gives us passion, drive and purpose. Use that purpose to fight for something good. Vote these people out. Call out the manipulations and the lies. And maybe, maybe then we'll get a president who's not experiencing dementia. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. I received a text message this weekend from a female athlete who was gravely concerned about this story. The Daily Mail reports trans cheerleader 25 is given assault citation after choking out teammate 17, who called her a man with a, you know what, at cheer camp. This video taken afterwards shows the attacker saying, I barely touched her. To put it simply, this is the story about a cheerleading team. I don't think cheerleading teams are inherently male or female, to be completely honest. But there was a, a transgender biological male who was accused of choking out a female. Now, in this aftermath video, the women are all hiding in the bathroom. That's what, they're hiding in a stall or something. As the transgender individual says, you know, and in fact, in the video, quite calmly, I barely touched her. You know, the, the people, the, the, the women, the females in the bathroom are like, you're a man. You have a, you know, you have a, you know what? And the father now is apparently threatening some kind of action because this is, this is a terrifying story for, for anybody to hear that your child was attacked. Now, I have some questions about uh, cheerleading teams. Are they inherently female? This is an assault. Is it an issue of a male being in a female bathroom? I want to I wanna break down the morality of this, but we have another story too. And this one's really interesting. This is from the Times. Police criticized over arrest for gay swastika post. A guy posted this meme, and there's a couple of things I want to get to in this segment. It's a, uh, an image where they take the, the pride flag, and when you rotate them around and put them all together, actually, it forms the swastika. <laughs> he got arrested for it, exemplifying exactly what the critique was. Let's talk about this first story first. 
this this first story first. Let's talk about this story, the trans cheerleader first. The Daily Mail says Avery Chanel Medlock, 25, was booted from Ranger College cheerleading camp in Texas and given a criminal assault by physical contact citation last week. She is accused of choking a 17 year old teammate only identified by her first name, Carly, who she claimed made transphobic remarks toward her. The girl and other teammates allegedly locked themselves in a locker room to hide from the raging medlock who claimed that she was being targeted for her race and gender. I'm going to pause right there. I don't believe it. That's just me. It's my opinion. I don't believe that. um, Well, I'll put it this way. I don't believe the targeting of this individual was to the point where physical threats and physical violence were required. I think it's possible disparaging remarks were said, but right, not that like they were attacking this person or something. Police were called to the scene along with Carly's father, Mike Jones, and Medlock was removed from the campus. We got a lot to talk about. Medlock posted a video on her Facebook where she could be heard talking to teammates, albeit angrily, which she said proved she had not been physically violent during the argument. Now, 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 hold on. This is where things get really, really difficult. Medlock is the individual who attacked the the 17 year old. Now, what's confusing for the average person is that by using female pronouns, they're not conveying that this is a biological male who attacked a biological female and had other females cowering in a locker room. That is important context. Now, we can talk all day and night about respecting someone's pronouns or or using the pronouns that make sense. But I think it's important to realize that this is a biological male attacking a biological. Let me let me pause and I'll tell you a story, a simple, a simple bit, uh, an anecdote, as it were. The scariest flight I've ever been on was from Wellington, New Zealand to Auckland. Uh, In order to fly back to the States, we had to go from Wellington because we drove to Wellington to Auckland, Auckland International to, I believe, Los Angeles. There were I think it was like 70 mile an hour winds, like intense winds. When we were flying out of Wellington, we got hit bad by this wind and we had to have dropped maybe like 50 feet or 100 feet. I don't even know. I'm not I'm not a pilot. All I know is that you were weightless for a second in that moment. Every single woman on the plane screamed at the top of their lungs and not a single man did. And it got me thinking, you know, why did that happen? Is there a social construct around screaming? No, there's no there's no training for screaming. Women don't grow up watching adult women scream and seeing men be stone faced. It could be that men are told to keep your mouth shut and don't express emotion or something like that. So men don't scream. I think the reality is males and females are very different, at least for the most part. This is why when it comes to a story about a male who identifies as a woman physically attacking a teenage girl, the context is important. They say Jones, however, said the video is only part of the truth and has called for security footage and body camera footage from the police to be released during that clip. Avery can be heard to say, if anyone has a problem, come address it to my face like an adult. She can then be heard adding that I barely touched Carly and that she was only joking. That appears to contradict a subsequent Facebook claim made by Medlock that no physical contact was made. So which is it? 
barely touched her or no physical contact. I think considering the police came in and issued a, issued a citation, this is likely, you know, a petty offense, perhaps, meaning I'll put it this way. When she said I barely touched her, I don't know if she grabbed her and was strangling her, choking her out. She may have grabbed her by the neck and like slammed her up against the wall or something. And the reason I say that is because I think if there was evidence to the contrary, like physical marks and bruising, they would have actually arrested this individual. Then again, maybe there's a lesser charge because of the politics. A friend of Medlock's who, was, who stood outside told the girls behind the door that they crossed a line with Medlock, ending the conference by saying, there's no beef between me and you. Sorry to upset you. So this is uh, Medlock allegedly choked at a teammate named Carly, who said she was making transphobic remarks that she shouldn't be allowed on the team. This is what I hear from women. This is what they're terrified of. They're terrified that there's going to be a biological male taller with more muscle density or more muscle mass, more bone density, more skin collagen, and they're going to physically assault a woman on the team. But here's what I have to say. I don't know about this camp in particular, okay? I don't think cheer teams, for the most part, are women only. I think there are male cheerleaders, too. I think it's been that way for some time. I think this is an issue, period, of physical assault. Now, in the girls' locker room, this is where we have questions. Because the idea for separating these spaces, look, I'll put it this way. If there is a person who wants to cause harm, I don't think a sign saying women's only is going to stop them from going into causing harm to that person. I do think there's a level of comfort that um, women and privacy that they would prefer separate from biological males, uh, you know, relative to being around females. But I think there are some deep questions about, is this story really just someone committed an assault? And is it that this person's trans that it's becoming a bigger political story? I think it's fair to say, because I'm not going to I, I, look, I'm going to look at this from the moral logic. If you say do not assault people and then this person assaults someone else, what does the space have to do with it? They committed a crime. If you want to have a conversation about biological males in, bio, in, in spaces typically designed for biological females, that's a conversation we can have. And there's an overlap here. But the issue, I think, is quite simple. A bad person assaulted another person. That's really it. Now. Here's the issue at play, or I should say the extended issue. I'm sure a lot of people won't see it that way because I've had people message me saying that this scares them, that they don't want to be around biological males in a space where they're supposed to feel, feel safe. And how can they feel safe if they don't have privacy? Fair point. Yeah, fair point. There's a Facebook post from the father, Mike Jones, who said to all my fellow humans, I ask you what you would have done. When receiving a phone call at one o'clock in the morning from your daughter stating they'd locked themselves in the room with other girls after this person said you want to fight and proceeded to put their hands around my daughter's neck. But let's all remember the video that this person posted saying I was just playing with Carly about said video that has been posted. Can we get the full video, not the edited, not the edited version that fit your narrative after the Title IX investigation? After the Title IX investigation, I'm sure all the other videos will be released which will also show that you posted an edited version to show your narrative. At no time did I ever say anything about your race or gender, which is soon as the rest of the reporters are reports are done. Those body cameras on the officers will come in handy for us as we will be requesting those and the camera footage from inside the dorm hallway. But as we wait for these investigations to get over, I just wonder when this person will own up to their own actions and stop trying to ruin our lives. 
have to ask when a person like this cries wolf, whether it be race, gender, assault, or anybody that truly needs their voice heard, where does that leave them? Feel free to share. I've been silent for too long. There's a lot of questions about this, to be honest. I think it's fair to say testosterone makes males more aggressive. I mean, that's widely accepted science. Maybe it'll change in the future. Men are more likely to commit and more likely to be victims of violent crime. And so this is why we have an issue. I don't know, man. I don't have all the answers. All I know is these stories will likely persist for two, one, for, for, for multiple reasons. One, if two guys hit each other at a, base, a basketball game or something, do you think it would be in the news? It would not. If a woman went into the men's locker room and slapped a guy and, and smacked him around, do you, do you think it would be international news? It would not. This is a story because it, isn't, it was involving a trans person. But women attack each other all the time. Not like all the time, like in the majority of instances. I'm saying crime happens. There's women slapping or choking out other women. Is the issue here just that? A male identifying as a woman in a female-only space physically attacked a woman? Well, the answer is that's why it's a big story. And I think it's, it's important. But I, I seriously, I would like to get your thoughts on this. Do you think the sign matters? You know, when we talk about gun control in schools. You've got someone who wants to commit a crime. That sign ain't stopping them. If this person had a, say, transgender bathroom to use or use the men's room, do you think that would, would have prevented them from going up and assaulting somebody they wanted to assault? I don't think that's the case. And for that matter, men beat women all the time. I wonder how this is going to play out, to be honest. I, I, I just don't know. I don't know. I think this is going to uh, spark a big issue as it pertains to men's rooms and women's rooms. I'll say that to put it simply. But I think the bigger issue is what's being forced upon people. Because if the majority of biological females, women, do not want to share spaces with biological males, then I don't, I don't think it matters how you dress or identify. And therein lies the big issue. What's the point of two different restrooms or locker rooms if anyone can just walk in and the sign does nothing? Again, to be fair, People say like, you know, we shouldn't have men in the women's bathroom. And it's like, do you think the sign is going to stop a rapist? Like if he's intending to commit a crime, he's going to go do it. That being said, if, a, if, if, if males aren't allowed in women's restrooms, in female restrooms and women's restrooms, then you can get the police to remove the individual. Not anymore, you can't. Because now anyone can just identify as anyone they want. So women don't have a private space when they're, you know, dealing with their private business. There's another story. In, this, in, in, in a somewhat similar vein that I want to address. And ultimately, what, what I'm getting to with this segment is the forcing of an ideology upon a populace. Police criticized over arrest for gay swastika post. They say, the Times reports, officers from Hampshire Constabulary have been criticized for arresting an army veteran over a social media post. The 51-year-old former so uh, soldier had shared an image of a gay and transgender pride flag in the shape of a swastika. To clarify, this is a very common meme where you take the pride flag and when you put it in position rotating around, the triangles on the edge form the shape of a swastika. Officers also arrested Harry Miller, a former policeman, when he intervened. Three officers visited the veteran at his home in Aldershot this month, saying that an alleged hate crime had been reported. When they returned on Thursday, they were confronted by Lawrence Fox, the actor-cum-political activist, and Miller, 
who successfully challenged College of Policing guidelines on so-called non-crime hate incidents at the Court of Appeals last year. Guidance issued by Police National Standards Body last week emphasized that people involved in political and social debate must not be stigmatized because someone was offended. Well, let me just show you the video from Andy No. He's, he's posted this. You can see the police officers here arresting a man, and they say it's because his image caused anxiety. Question. What about the anxiety caused by him when someone posts the flag and it's a truth in its, in, its, in its original form? Why is it that you can post your flag and when it causes someone anxiety, you don't get arrested. But when he makes a point about your flag and the authoritarianism, he gets arrested. Why is it that socially it is the women cowering in the bathroom who should be punished? No, they should not be forced to hide in their bathroom terrified. I've heard some dark stuff as it pertains to these changes, and there's no moral logic behind it. That's why I, 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 I'm careful with these things. I think it's wrong that you would force an ideology on someone, that you would arrest a man or tell women they no longer get a safe space. Now, I thought the idea with intersectional feminism was to create a safe space. Uh, but then they said, yes, unless someone identifies as the opposite gender. Now you don't get a safe space. There was a controversy at Occupy Wall Street in this vein. They set up a big tent. It was a medical tent for women who were abused or needed safe haven for females. Well, I should say it was for women. And an issue arose when trans women wanted to use it. This was around 20, this was, this was 2011. And this is when all of the stuff was starting to rise to the forefront. An interesting conundrum happened within the left. A bunch of other, a bunch of stuff similar to this was happening at Occupy Wall Street. But in this instance, you had trans men, biological females, who uh, I believe on more than one occasion, at least two, I think, were raped by males. Look, a, a male raped a female, but the female identified as a man and the male came in, didn't care, committed this crime. So when I heard that a man was abused, you know, I was like, really? And then they were like, well, you know, biologically female. And I was like, oh, OK. I mean, that changes the context dramatically. Something interesting happens. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. You had this tent set up for females, but they said women, but the idea was obviously females. That meant that trans man was allowed to go in there and seek comfort and aid, you know, and security. And other females were as well. But then you had some females who were like, why is a man in here? And it's like, well, because this man is biologically female and was raped. And it's like, but it's a women's tent. Then you had trans women who wanted to come in and you had females saying, why is a man in here? Neither side agreeing with each other. And that led to conflict. There's, there, there's no middle ground on that issue. So now we have teenage girls cowering in a locker room, hiding from a biological male who had just choked out one of their teammates. Call it whatever you want. Explain it away however you want. We've got a serious problem here. Like I said, I don't know if the signs matter, right? If a person wants to commit a crime, if that person wanted to chase them into the bathroom, they were going to do it anyway. The issue now, though, is because the law protects this, there's no removing this individual from the bathroom. So I'll put it this way. If a guy chokes a woman, and the women all run in the bathroom and lock themselves in a stall. And the guy follows them in there. People are going to be like, yo, dude, what? 
They're going to call the cops. The cops are going to remove them. When, I, when a transgender biological male does it, well, now the girls are just trapped. Sorry, can't do anything about it. The person can be removed for assault, but well, according to the story, they only got a citation. You see the problem there? Enforcement. The sign doesn't change it, but the, but the ability to stop the individual now, as it pertains to gun-free zones, it's, it's, it's a different circumstance and a different scenario. But I think it relates enough to bring up a person who wants to bring a weapon into a school. Yeah, they're going to do that. Now, a fair argument for gun-free zones is if you see someone with a rifle walking up to a school in a gun-free zone, the idea is you're supposed to have the police come in and stop them. But we're talking about something very, very different. Someone who's entering a school who shouldn't be there armed with a weapon is alarming regardless of whether or not it's a gun-free zone. The sign doesn't mean anything. A, a six-foot-tall man, like discernibly male with big muscles, walking into a women's room is, to many people, a sign that something is amiss. But if that person is transgender and you can't tell, that's effectively concealing something from, from, from many people. They're not the same um, to, the, to the great degree. To, to a great degree, they're very, very, very different. My point is simply just that these women should have been able to be to have been in that locker room saying you can't come in here because we feel unsafe when a biological male attacks a female. That's taken away. There were other issues, stories that I've covered um, in the UK. So I think it was at a swimming pool. They they merged the dressing rooms, the changing rooms uh, because of the law. And what ended up happening was assaults skyrocketed males on female men assaulting women. And it was because of opportunity and proximity. And that's why people take issue with eliminating or, or, or uh, allowing uh, males into female bathrooms because it creates opportunity. I don't think that's ultimately going to result in um, trans people assaulting females. I think it's just males who are rapists will masquerade as such to gain access. And that's an issue of concealment as it were. So I, I don't know. I don't have the, I don't have the answers. I, re, I really, really don't. What I will say is that the solution is probably individual rooms. I think they're better. You go to a restaurant, and it's like, it just says bathroom, you know, and you walk up and you open the door and you get the whole room to yourself. And it's just, instead of having two rooms with a bunch of toilets, you have four rooms. I think that's, that's, that's ultimately the, the simple solution to a lot of these problems. But I will say too, people never realized when it comes to allowing anyone to use any bathroom, or I should say prohibiting certain people from using certain bathrooms, the end result isn't that they're going, you're going to have a biological male who's trans in the bathroom that everyone's saying, we accept this. You're going to have people who are angry that it's forced upon them, pushing back, fighting back. Fights are going to break out. People will get hurt. The other issue is businesses are going to say, why bother spending money on two bathrooms? We can't even segregate them anyway. Just do one bathroom. And there you go. I believe in New York, the new rule is that all new bathrooms have to be um, multi-gender. Here's where the next problem lines up. I was just in New York and there was a, we went to a place that had two bathrooms. They both said all gender bathroom. The line was long because the dudes, well, the dudes had to wait for the women. So normally what happens is like the women have this massive line and the guys go in, out, in, out. And the guy's bathroom usually never has a line. Well, now because it's mixed, all the guys got to wait too. But um, that's just an aside. The thing is, agender, that's recognized in New York City. That means without gender. 
So if you have a bathroom that says, bathroom that says all gender, my question is simply this. Where's the bathroom for people without gender? And they say, uh, well, those are all gender bathrooms. Right. I understand you have, you have bathrooms that encompass people who have gender. Where is your bathroom for people who are agender, which is protected in New York City? Uh-oh. Therein lies the problem. There was one place I went to that they said they had, an all, they had, a, they had a unit gender or like all gender bathroom in the basement. And then I was like, uh-oh. You can't say the males and females are in the uh, normal bathrooms. Everybody else in the basement. But that's what they did because they had to. There's no answer to this stuff. You're going to get sued and they're going to come after you no matter what. Stop forcing the ideology on people. If you create an establishment and you want this, fine. But I will also say to the parents, good, for, good, good on this guy for speaking out to protect his daughter. I mean, she was attacked. Charges, criminal charges, if this is proven. We want to see the surveillance footage. But get your kids out of here. Get your kids out of this system. They're not being protected. As for the UK, well, at least they're criticizing these cops. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.